classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for Chicago is very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Flory Anson will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Great Metal Debate listeners. My name is Brian, and as always, my friend Gonfog is with us. How you doing, Gonfog? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited about the podcast tonight. We're doing something we haven't done in a while. We're doing a top ten list. Are you ready with the top ten concerts you've ever attended? Are you are, are you good to go? Are you ready for that? I have been excited since we first talked about this, Brian, because... I look back at all the concerts I've been to over the years right. and so many great ones. I was looking at the list of different cities I've been to. Yeah. Just so many locations, so many great memories. You know I don't get overly nostalgic. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I am looking forward to talking about some aspects of the past, past concerts we've been to. You've been to so many great concerts, and I'm going to be so disappointed in the ones that you've chosen, I cannot even tell why don't you go ahead and start with number 10 on your list? November 27th, 1994. This was one of three concerts on my list I attended with our friend Metal Mark. <laughs> Back in 1994 at Bogarts in Cincinnati, we saw Testament. Excellent. And it was, it was amazing. The low tour and Testament didn't disappoint. One of the bands I've seen the most times, Brian, six times, Testament, yeah. and this was one of the best performances ever. Chuck Billy, he was right in the prime of his career. He could scream. He could belt it out. He could give that death metal growl. The whole band was just, just right at the top of their game. Such a great concert, and one of my favorite venues to see a show, Bogarts. Oh, dude, man, that's one band that I haven't seen that I would love to see. And one venue I haven't been to that I would love to go to. You know, you talk about Chuck Billy, a man who's been through cancer that came back and is just wailing away still. My question to you, I think, is you saw them on the low tour without Skolnick, and I know you've seen them six times. Could you tell a difference? Absolutely, Brian. Uh, the lineup that Testament had during the period of low the, and the gathering and demonic was their best lineup. Oh, God, what is wrong with you? Skolnick is a legend, and deservedly so. Seriously? He's a great guitarist, but I'll just tell you, that's not my favorite period of Testament. Wow. That period, those three albums, to me, was where Testament really shined. Oh, my God. Of course, they shine through their whole career. It's not too much of a debate, except that I love Skolnick. I love his style. I love his rhythm. I love his speed. I mean, I like Murphy. I love Lowe. It's a great album. I think Skolnick is an incredibly talented guitarist. I just think that era, when he wasn't in the band, was when they did their best work. Okay, I can respect that. I, I think I would disagree with it, but not too much of the debate there. 
I love Murphy and I love Skolnick. Uh, I have a preference, but I would go see either one. And I got to give you props for going to see him. So let me tell you about my number 10, John Fogg. I will readily admit that my concert experience is less than yours, but some of the stuff that I like the most have been some of the shows that are the smallest. I saw a few bands in Covington, Kentucky in 2015, this year actually, uh, a band called Black Knights Rising and, uh, along with Yuli John Roth. Uh, Black Knights Rising is Ripper Owens, uh, Craig Goldie, Vinnie Apice, and, and i got to tell you, man, Ripper was one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard live. And with Goldie and a piece laying down old Sabbath, Rainbow, and Deep Purple tracks, it was amazing. I mean, the man on the Silver Mountain. And the highlight of the performance for me was Mob Rules. I mean, it gave me chills that I still get when I think about it. Uh, plus, after the show, Ripper stopped uh, for a pick with me, which I thought was very cool. And then you get Yuli John Roth, who was more of a 70s rock guy. But I'm telling you, this old man could play. He was intense, he was loud as hell, and flawless. And uh, it, it kind of made me believe uh, about the legend that he's become in the guitar community. It was in an old church sanctuary, and it was just an amazing show. I am envious of you getting to see Craig Goldie live. Really would love to see Craig Goldie someday. I think he's an immense talent. I think he is an immense hairdo. His hair was so cool. It was big and flowing. It looked like a lion's mane, and I worshipped him as a metal lion. It was awesome. Plus, he played pretty good throughout the whole damn show. It was a great show. What's next up for you, Gompog? For my ninth best concert, I go back just a couple of years, Brian, to July seventeenth, 2013, when I saw The Agonist at Diamond Pub in Louisville, Kentucky. It was my first time to Diamond Pub. This show may have been the least attended show I have ever gone to really and yet it was one of the best there were less than 50 people there and a lot of the people in the crowd uh-huh. were members and friends of the local bands who opened for the agonist <laughs> that's great nonetheless when that band took the stage they absolutely owned it and elisa white gloves was a consummate professional there might have only been a handful of people in the audience but you would have never known it by her performance and the performance of the band, blew me away that evening and made me a fan of the Agonist for life. Uh, You know, that's great, man. I think a front person is the most important part of a live performance. A front person can make or break the band, and I think your experience with that concert is absolute proof of that. You won't be surprised, Brian, that this won't be the only time that Lisa White Gloves appears on this list. No shit, I didn't know that was coming. Hey, right, but you know what, man? I can respect appreciating a good singer. Now, my number nine concert pick was my gateway back to concert heaven. As you know, I've been out of the game for a while, but in Louisville, last year, I saw Origin, King Parrot, Beyond Creation, Your Chance to Die, In It With a Shotgun, and Dysphoria. It was the first melodic death metal concert that I'd actually been to and it definitely lived up to the hype, dude. Except for Yves Malmsteen, I'd never seen such a technical display of musicianship in person. It was cool to see guys and gals play as good in person as they did on the record. And it was also cool to see several uh, podcast friends play in person. Your Chance to Die, which is currently working on a new album, and then Dysphorium, who's playing with Insomnium in Louisville back at, uh, coming up in November. Seeing those guys in person, seeing that death metal crowd 
I made a lot of friends at that show, and it was just a, a great experience for me. That was a great experience, Brian. And one band that you're not keying in on that I thought was a highlight was Beyond Creation. Oh. You got to talk with Simon Gerard from Beyond Creation, and I am really looking forward to seeing them again on the Summer Slaughter Tour coming up in August. My number eight concert takes me out to St. Louis, my only trip to a club there called The Pageant. Okay. July 9th of 2002, where I saw Judas Priest on the Demolition Tour. sweet. An amazing show. So many classic tracks. Exciter. Uh, just everything you could imagine from Priest was wrapped up. One of my favorite concerts of all time. And afterwards, the band was outside near the tour bus, Ooh. meeting everybody, signing autographs, got to meet those guys. They couldn't have been nicer. An amazing experience. Sweet. But, you know, let me just say right now, I'd give my right nut to hear Ripper sing Exciter. I mean, I just can't imagine. That is awesome. Did he, did he sing a lot from Jugulator? A few songs from that. They did Burn in Hell. Um, uh, that may be my favorite Priest Ripper song. They did a number of songs from a Demolition Album, but a, a lot of classic tracks from the Priest, and uh, they were just they were so good Sweet. that evening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to have seen Ripper with Priest. I think that would be a show worthy of a top ten list. Well... Are you ready for my number eight? Go for it, man. Dude, we are going back in the day. Back in the day when metal was fun. I'm talking back in the day with the Memorial Day Jam in Evansville, Indiana at Roberts Stadium. Imagine this lineup, dude. Twisted Sister, Rat, Cinderella, and your all-time favorite, Quiet Riot. Hang on while I grab a bucket to puke in, Brian. Yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. Every single one of those bands was awesome. It was so much fun. And I think that's what metal and concerts have lost. The fun. Listen, I went to this concert expecting it to be horrible audio, horrible quality, and it was put together so well and it was absolutely one of the most fun things I've ever seen in my life. When we talk about classic 80s metal, this was the quintessential classic 80s metal concert. A, a particular story comes to mind from this concert. Twisted Sister was the headliner of that tour, oddly enough. And they came out, and they were about to sing a song, and Dee said, all right, I want to see everybody standing up. And he literally stood there on stage and waited until everyone was standing up. And he sees this one dude sitting down who happened to be a dude that went to my high school. It's a true story. And he started saying, F you, get up or get out. And my friend from high school stood up to flip him off, flipped over the rail and broke his leg. Now, I challenge you to tell me about a concert you've been to where something like that happened. It was awesome. It was the classic 80s metal and one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Sounds like quite a time, Brian. I, I don't know if I could have taken all that. The giant hair, the arena rock, all that may have been too much for me. Dude, you have not lived till you have heard a cross-dressing frontman scream F you to about 10,000 people. It's awesome. 
Well, let's move on, Gomfog. Why don't you take us to your number seven? My number seven, Brian, takes me all the way back to the beginning of the new millennium, August 19th, 2000, when I ventured back to St. Louis, Riverport Amphitheater, to see Iron Maiden, Queensryche, and Halford. Oh, my gosh. Another trip with Metal Mark. I'm surprised you survived that. Well, Metal Mark almost didn't survive it because Metal Mark asked to stop at a liquor store on the way to St. Louis. He picked up a fifth of some drink and proceeded to drink that entire drink. I think that's genetic. It runs in the family. So we made it into the venue as Halford was taking the stage, and that was that initial tour and album. He was really at the top of his game then. And, oh my Lord, Brian, he played Stained Class live. The only time I've seen him perform that Priest classic track. It would have been worth it just to hear that one song performed live. Listen, that lineup is, it's one of the best lineups I've ever heard. Queen Shrike was great, as always, and Iron Maiden on the Brave New World Tour. That album, so amazing. They played so many songs off of it, plus the classic tracks. Of course, Metal Mark was passed out from the point that Halford took the stage all the way until the (laughs) closer of Running Free. When, even though he was passed out, I grabbed him and shook him, and I was like, Dude, you're missing it all. You're missing it all. And he roused somewhat, not enough to stand up and see, but I think maybe he heard the end of that song. Oh, man. I, I'm so glad that Dickinson is okay and cancer-free because I am going to see them before I die. It was a thing of beauty. In 2000, ushering in the new millennium of metal, they were one of the bands on the forefront That modern sound, the synth sound integrated into metal, so important for what we see today. And, you know, the the one thing, though, is that all the great songs off that album don't have the suckasizers. I mean, they're just straight-up heavy metal sound, and I love that. All right, let me take you back to high school, Gomfog, and I'm going to just go ahead and give you this. this. This was not a traditional metal concert. This was more hard rock, but since we're talking about the top concerts that we've been to... And I can also tell you this, that without this band, there wouldn't be heavy metal today. I'm talking about in Louisville, Kentucky, on the first farewell tour, Golden Earring, and headlining by The Who. Dude, it was another fun one. It's classic music heard live. I mean, they're living legends. It's the only concert I've ever been to where the entire, and I mean the entire audience stood from start to finish. And I couldn't help but think as I watched that I was taking part in history. Now, I know this is a metal debate show, but I'm telling you, if there weren't for shows like this, there wouldn't be shows like Nightwish and Delane and Arch Enemy. Brian, that's so mock-worthy. I I can't even... So you think that all of these bands would have progressed without the roots of the sound? I think that Nightwish and Arch Enemy would be exactly the way they are today. That is so ridiculous, <laughs> dude. Without the Who. I think the Who could never have existed, and Arch Enemy would be exactly the way ridiculous. Arch Enemy is. Sound, music, 
does not progress without its roots, dude. And this it's was a not the roots of it it's is. not the roots of metal. It is. What do you think? It's hard are, rock. And what do you think are the roots of metal? Do you think orchestra are the roots of metal? Oh, wait a minute. You maybe do. <laughs> all right, look. Let's agree to disagree on this one because you're wrong, and that's all we'll disagree. Why don't you tell me about number six? For my number six concert, again going back to 2013. This time in September 27th. Back to Diamond Pub for the second time where I saw Camelot, Delane, and Eclipse. My first time to see Camelot, first time to see Delane, I was blown away by those bands. Honestly, I didn't think that much of Delane's music, but when they took the stage, I became a fan immediately. So talented, such technique, and then Camelot. The double bass was just blowing me off the stage, Brian. They went through all the classics. Ghost Opera, Rule the World, and then the second time to see Elisa White Gloves in the supporting vocal role. She was, again, amazing. Camelot, I'm a Cam fan for life after seeing them for that time. Wait a minute, you saw Elisa saw White Gloves as a supporting singer? I didn't know that. That's cool. I mean... But Cam... Camelot was so amazing, closing that show with March of Mephisto. I remember leaving Diamond Pub with just a smile plastered on my face. One of the most joyous experiences of my life. I'm not going to disagree with you about how great Camelot is. They're a great band, super talented, with an incredible lineup. Let me move on to my number six show, Gompog. Give it to me, man. Now, we've been going back in time to some of the shit that I've seen before, but we're going back to the very first time with my next concert. I'm talking it, about... Does it feel like the first time, Brian? It does kind of feel like the first time, man. I'm talking about Robert Stadium, 1981, Triumph and UFO. It was my first concert ever. I paid $13 for my ticket and $10 for my first concert t-shirt, which I wore the shit out of, dude. UFO was already a classic 70s hard rock band, and they joined the 80s metal crowd with their amazing album, Mechanics. If you have never heard of Rick Emmett, or if you've never seen him in concert, I'm talking to the guitar connoisseurs that listen to the Great Metal Debate. I suggest you go. We're talking about a master of the instrument. And I had so much fun on the Allied Forces tour. I I can't even tell you, man. It is... One of the memories that sticks in my mind to this day from that moment on until death. It was my birth into heavy metal. By birth into heavy metal, you mean your first hard rock show? Man, you can say that shit all you want, but back then, they were on Headbangers Ball. They were in the Metal 80s magazines. The definition has changed, I grant you that. But I went to a metal show back in 1981, and it sprouted a seed in me like none has ever been planted. And from that moment on, I couldn't wait to see and hear the next one. Well, Brian, it's time we launch into our top five concerts that we've ever seen. And I'm excited to tell you about my fifth best concert that I've ever seen. Going back to Cincinnati, the Queen City, to a little dive called Annie. And I've never heard of this. Brian, you recall growing up in Owensboro, Kentucky? Vaguely. A place, Wendell's Farm Store? 
Yes. I got kicked out of there many times. Well, you know how big that little store was? Right. That's how big Annie's was. Awesome. And on February 20th, 1992, that's where I saw a little band called Pantera. A little band called Pantera. Whose album, A Vulgar Display of Power, had yet to be released. But they played songs from that, songs from Cowboys from Hell. It was a madhouse. To this day, I have never been to a show that was more violent than that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Phil Anselmo immediately jumped out into the crowd. That's all. I was getting beaten up, man. (laughs) I mean, I was right there, and I had to move back because I was just getting the shit beat out of me. Into the pit, dude. That's freaking awesome. There was no pit. It was just a room. We were just in a room with Pantera. There was no stage. <laughs> they they were on the same level we were at. Oh, there wasn't. Awesome. There was no rise. Oh my god, that is so awesome! One of the craziest shows that I've ever been to. And here's the funniest part about it, Brian. Yeah. When you walked into Annie's that evening. Everyone received a little slip of paper that said, Welcome to the Pantera Show. We hope to bring you as many concerts in the future as possible. <laughs> On that note, we need your cooperation. Uh, stage diving is prohibited. <laughs> Anyone caught on stage, and again, there was no, there was stage. no stage. You're good. We'll be, we'll be escorted out the door without a refund. Awesome. Everyone here is out for a good, safe time. Well, that's not what I experienced. I experienced mayhem. Everyone is about to beat the shit out of you. And it was a great experience. That's awesome. That is a great concert story, dude. That's awesome. I would love to have seen Pantera, man. To see them in a venue smaller than my house that I own today, (laughs) insane. That's great, man. Now, see, of all the concerts you've described... That's the one I want to be at with you, dude. Oh, my God, that's great. Let me tell you about my number five, dude. Looking at Evansville in 1990, I went to this concert, and we saw Yngwie Malmsteen and Triumph. Yes, Triumph makes my list again. And Yngwie Malmsteen was so mesmerizing. I mean, he was arpeggioing and slinging his guitar for a solid 45 minutes, and he fucking never missed a beat it was the most amazing performance i've ever seen musically live and at the beginning of the show i was screaming my ass off at the end of the 45 minutes i was like okay i get it you're good let's move on and and i'm going to just say this i was thinking this may not be the concert i thought it was well i'm telling you The big deal about this was the first and still the best use of lasers at a concert I've ever seen. Triumph opened their show with a gigantic head somehow magically projected in the middle of the arena, screaming, tonight is your night to triumph. And they used those lasers as special effects the entire night, and it was one of the most entertaining and captivating things I've ever seen in my life. Ingve was great. Triumph was an amazing show. And again, if you've never seen them or heard Rick play guitar, you need to check them out. It was undescribably good. 
Sorry, that was my beer can in the trash can. So, Brian, my number four concert takes me back to Bogarts. I've been there so many times over the years, and I love Bogarts. What a great venue to see a show. It is common in your list. Under a year ago, November 22nd, 2014, where I saw Arch Enemy, Creator, Huntress, and Starkill. A star-studded lineup of the new millennium of metal. Absolutely. Starkill, we have talked with Parker Jameson. They bring so many different elements of metal. They take all the genres, put them in a blender, and say, everything you can imagine about metal, here's what we're going to provide. And that's what they were like live. Huntress, Jill Janis, she is a metal demon on stage. Creator, that classic German band. Oh, man, I want to they see They delivered and exceeded my expectations. And then Arch Enemy, the third time I've seen Elisa White Gloves. I can't even describe that experience seeing them. Awesome. So, so good. My friend Metal Mark was there. He became a believer and indeed is excited about going back to see Arch Enemy with me this summer. I have to see her now. Just because of all the hype that you put into it, I've got to see Arch Enemy and Elisa White Gloves. Just listen to our last two interviews, Brian, where Charlotte Wessels and Triosphere's Ida Hawkland talk about Arch Enemies, Elisa White Gloves. Both of them are in awe of that amazing singer. She's so well-respected in the genre, and, I mean, I can't wait to see her, honestly. You won't be disappointed. What about your number four, Brian? Did it happen in 2014 or more recently? You are actually going to remember because you were there. There are icons in heavy metal, and then there are the icons of heavy metal. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Ozzy Osbourne at Mesker Park Amphitheater. Do you remember that concert, Gunthog? Yes, I do, Brian. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, Ozzy is an ugly, brain-dead mess. But he is such a showman. We were scheduled to see Metallica, who none of us knew about at the time, by the way. We walked into that concert, and Cliff Burton, that's right, he was still alive, an amazing bass player. He came out on stage, and he made this announcement. Sorry, dudes, but we can't play tonight because Hatfield broke his arm skateboarding down the hill. And as one unit, 10,000 people gave him the finger. It was awesome. It sucked that we couldn't see him. I can't imagine how good they would have been. But then the master, the prince of darkness, took the stage. And I'm telling you, dude, it was textbook heavy metal concert. Ozzy Osbourne played for about four hours on a whim on, hey, dude, you got to play more tonight. About 20 minutes notice. Four hours of Jakey Lee and Ozzy playing classic metal songs from the 80s. I, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever experienced anything quite like it. And, of course, my favorite part of this story involves you. Can you guess what I'm I, about to say? I know exactly what you're about to say, listen, Ryan. And listen, your reaction after that show was priceless. We were walking back to the car, and I remember looking over at you, and you were really quiet, and you looked over at me, and this was your... This was your statement. I feel possessed 
to buy everything with Ozzy's name on it. <laughs> Man, it was awesome. Brian, do you actually want to tell the better part of that story, which is what happened at youth group the next evening? You and I had gone to youth, youth, youth group at the church. Youth group at the church. And we were having this devotional. And we were talking about something which was pointless compared to what you said. And I remember you raising your hand, which must have took incredible courage in the midst of all this sanctimonious righteousness that we were experiencing. And you said, hey, man, I went to see Ozzy last night, and he told me he loved me. And I believed him. When I showed up at church this morning, nobody told me they loved me. And I remember thinking right then, this is a guy that I could hang out with. Uh, it was priceless, dude, and so good. It's one of the glorious moments of my life. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All right, dude, well, look, let's move on. So what's your number three, Gomthog? My number three concert takes me up to Columbus, Ohio oh. on April 10th of 2014 when I ventured up to Newport Music Hall where I saw Iced Earth. Oh, man. Sabaton and Revamp. My first time to see Floor Jansen, the Metal Goddess Live. My first time to see Sabaton, and my first time to see the Metal Legends Iced Earth, fronted by Stu Block, one of the best metal vocalists ever to take the stage. None of those bands disappointed. So amazing. Got to meet the folks in Revamp, including Floor Sabaton blew me away with their brand of Swedish military historic power metal. And then Iced Earth, a band from the Americas, but come on. America sucks when it comes to music. They are fully informed from Europe. Yeah, except for Iced Iced Earth. Earth is a European band. I know they're from America, but their music is European European metal, and it was brilliantly done. I can't say enough about that show. One of the most amazing shows I've ever seen. Stu Block just destroying it on stage. Man, I, I would love to see Stu. And I agree with everything every, And I agree with everything you said, except for the fact that I served this from America. Let me tell you my recollection of this concert. When you said that you were going, I was excited. I was like, dude, I'm going to tag along and check this out. Let me tell our listeners Gomthog's level of commitment to the bands that he loves. I told him that I wanted to go with him, and this was the message I got back. Dude, I appreciate it, but I have waited all my life, and I'm paraphrasing here, I have waited all my metal life to see these bands. I'm going up a day early, I'm staying the night, and I don't have time to wait on you. i got to tell you, Gomthog, As offended as I was, I was so impressed with your commitment to the bands that you love. I will give you this concert because you lived and waited and loved until they came around, and I salute you for it. You know, you and I have argued about the definition of fan, and I think sometimes you're fucking stupid about that, but your level of commitment here takes it to a whole nother level. And I'm impressed with that. Obviously, placing it as my number three concert of all time tells you how much that 
experience meant to me. There's only two others that I would place ahead of it. I mean, those are just off the chart. Well, I got to give you props, dude. I wish I'd been there, but I understand why not. And I'm glad that you got to experience it. So, Brian, what about your third favorite concert? Okay. My third favorite concert, I'm going to give you this, dude, as more of a hard rock concert. And I'm not even going to say that one of these bands was a precursor to metal, but we're talking about the best concerts we've ever seen. I saw in Evansville, Indiana, back, it was right after I was out of high school, I saw bands ZZ Top and Blackfoot. Now, I know that sounds not metal, but the reason I remember it was Blackfoot. Have you ever seen a concert where a band comes out that you didn't know anything about, and you're like, holy crap, they're great. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, absolutely. Listen, I'd never heard of Blackfoot. I I didn't know any of their songs, and I'm telling you, it didn't matter for shit. They were one of the most entertaining, energetic bands I've seen to this day. And when they played a song called Rattlesnake Rocker, the place went eight shit. And none of them knew them either. I mean, in many ways, they were better than ZZ Top. And the only other time I've been through something like that was when I saw Roy Gallagher with Rush. But then again, nobody blows Rush off the stage. But I'm here to tell you, this band was so much of a surprise that it sticks with me to this day. And, and, you know, and I mentioned that con- concert because that is always a great surprise. When you see someone that you don't know anything about, and yet they capture your attention in such a way that you never forget, which is what favorite concerts are about. So tell me about your second best concert you've ever been to, Tom Pop. Brian, this takes me as far back as I could possibly go. All the way back 25 years to December 8, 1990. When I traveled to a place that doesn't exist any longer, Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. Nice. Where I saw the bill of Judas Priest, Megadeth, and Testament. You can die after that concert. You literally can die after that concert. This was Judas Priest on the Painkiller Tour. Oh, my God. This was before Priest had been reduced to a gimmick band, a retro band that was just playing to some pathetic, aged audience's need for nostalgia. This was back when Priest was a cutting-edge metal band. You don't deserve the ears you listen to them with. Megadeth, so good. Testament, the first time I'd ever seen them. They blew me away. Uh, it, w- it was a lineup that embodied metal at that time. Those were the modern metal bands of that era, and I'm so glad I was there during that snapshot of time back in 1990. I cannot imagine a better lineup than what you just described. Well, maybe a little bit, but not much. I mean, I would love to have seen those three bands put together in that fashion and no wonder it's memorable to you. There's only one I would list better, Brian. Well, let me tell you about my second one before we get there. And oddly enough, my second greatest concert I've ever been to was the Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance Tour. Listen, dude, I have loved the music for a long time. But I was hooked from that first note. To see them live made me what you would even define as a fan. And I remember thinking, I've got to hear more from this band. 
And when are they coming back here? I mean, Halford grabbed the audience from the first note, and he didn't let go. Tipton and Downing were accurate. This band was obviously having fun doing what they were doing. And I remember thinking when he drove that Harley out on stage, this was something more captivating than anything I'd ever seen to this point, and this was something that I was going to be involved in forever. Brian, you know I'm a fan of Priest, having placed two Priest concerts in my top ten concerts of all time. I know you were a Priest fan, yeah. (laughs) So, Brian, are you ready for us to unveil our favorite concerts that we've each ever seen? I'm definitely ready for this. You don't have to go back far. My top concert, May 11th, 2015, Marathon Music Works in Nashville, I saw Nightwish, Sabaton, and Delane. The first time I saw Delane, I wasn't even really a fan of their music, but they have so grown on me. I've met all those folks. I've had a chance to interview Charlotte Wessels twice. They've grown to be, amazingly, one of my favorite bands of all time. Sabaton, you talk about the heirs to the type of military metal that was founded by a band like Man of War. Sabaton has taken that torch, and they have run ahead. So amazing what they do live. The sound that they have, the guitar, the synths, the history, the the synths, the guitar, just so good. And then Nightwish took the stage, and... It's like Joachim from Sabaton said, uh-huh. up next is one of the greatest heavy metal bands in the world. And certainly they were that night. The second time I saw Floor Jansen, the oh metal goddess. Marathon Music Works that evening, it was a sauna. So hot, and yet Floor's voice was magnificent. She has placed herself as the preeminent metal vocalist. The whole band was so amazing. So many of the classics. Amaranth, She Is My Sin, uh-huh. Storytime, yeah. Everdream, and then amazing number of songs off their most recent album, Endless Forms, Most Beautiful. I was blown away by this band, a band I had wanted to see for years, never seen until that evening, and it was the best heavy metal show I have ever seen. Oh, my God, dude. How can you put Floor above Halford? I'm, I'm I've seen them. We're going to do this. Because I've seen them both, and one is better. But one is a great singer, and one is a metal god. How can you compare the two? One is a metal god, which is great. But you know what's better, Brian? No, I a don't. Metal, a metal goddess. No. She's an incredible talent. But she's not the greatest hey, metal singer ever. I've seen Halford perform nine times, Brian. I'm a huge fan. He's one of the best ever. But I've seen the best ever, and her name is Floor Jansen. Brian, tell me about your number one concert. Dude, my number one concert, I will never forget it, man. Riding my bike down to Rump Arena. I'd never seen him before. I was so excited. I built it up in my mind so much that there was no way that it could be as good as I wanted it to be. 
And not only was it as good as I wanted it to be, dude, it was so much better. Have you ever seen the old footage of when the Beatles showed up to the Ed Sullivan show and I have all those little girls screaming and crying? I was a little girl screaming and crying when ACDC took the stage that year. I can't begin to tell you how much energy was in that place. And I was part of it. They brought Angus out into the crowd, as they always do, and he walked right by me. He was three feet from me, and he was flinging sweat all over me, and I was crying like a little girl. It was so great. I was headbanging with Angus. I did get roughed up by the security guards when I tried to get a little closer, but some things are worth a butt whooping, and this definitely was worth a butt whooping. At the end of the show, dude, for the encore, the last song they played for those about to rock, that was back in the day when they were allowed to have the big cannons, the one that actually felt like they were blowing the shit out of the stadium. Your heart was pounding from the music already, and when those cannons went off, it stopped. It was the greatest show on earth. Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey can suck it because ACDC was the best concert that ever was and ever will be. Tell me, were there any metal bands that evening? In the 80s, they were all over heavy metal. They were the precursors for Arch Enemy. Without ACDC, you wouldn't oh have God, the number one, on. you wouldn't have the number one concert God. that you listed. Come on. That's so ridiculous. You wouldn't have it. How do you think those bands became the bands that they became? Not by listening to a generic arena rock. Sitting on top of the shoulders of the bands that came before them. Well, Brian, that sounds like the ultimate 80s arena rock experience. Your experience in 1984 to mine in 2015. Absolutely. We are covering the breadth and depth. Uh, We are covering the breadth and depth of the great metal debate. Absolutely. So, listeners, we want to hear from you. Tell us what your favorite concerts were on our Facebook page, communicate with us. Also, feel free to email us at thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. As always, listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com or our YouTube page and sign up to receive our content directly through our RSS feed. We, we have a Gmail account? 